Internet Explorers. Checking for Khan. Hello and welcome back to Internet Explorers. My name is Lewis Dobbs. You're listening to Raw 1251AM. This is the show where we delve into the depths of the internet and find genres or musical collectives that we want to know a bit more about or we like listening to. So um, as always, I'm joined by Harry Law. How are you doing, Harry? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Just quickly before we start, I'd just like to say thank you to my mate Charlie, who recommended the acid jazz genre last time. I forgot to say thank you. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, this one, Harry, you're a big fan of folk punk, especially the newer folk punk. So, you know, when did you first discover it? I am, um, yeah. It's, I think, if I remember, it was ages ago. I, someone, had, uh, someone had sent me a link to... Um, to a Spotify for the album uh, by Asia J, which was, um, I think it was their first like full album, which was uh, People Who Can Eat People Are the Luckiest People in the World. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't got any songs from that today because it is rather explicit, but it is a brilliant album. And it just sort of scratched my brain a bit. And then over the last sort of year or so, I've just kind of been getting more and more into it, finding newer, newer bands. Um, and yeah, it, it just, I don't know, it's something, something just scratches, scratches something in my brain, really. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. addictive, isn't it? It's because it's mm. so kind of passionate and raw and you just kind of, it's just pure emotion and you kind of get invested in the story of the singer or band or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's quite, I knew it wouldn't be long until AJJ was mentioned. That was a test. <laughs> <laughs> we made it a few minutes in. <laughs> So yeah, just to give a brief description of what folk punk is, it's a, essentially it's a very anarchistic approach to music, and it's very anti-establishment. And you know, it tends to be focused on more acoustic instruments, hence the folk part of it. And um, you know, it combines that with the kind of raw emotion that we've been mentioning from things like punk rock and. Uh, the collaboration between that and traditional like, folk music is really interesting to me because mm. it tends to be, I would say, if you like, didn't know what folk punk was and you listened to like an AJJ song for the first time, for example, and you heard like the kind of classic uh, guitar chords playing like really quickly, you're like, oh, this is nice. And then when someone starts screaming at you, <laughs> you'd be thrown off a bit, I'd say. It is, it is sort of like imagine... Imagine a man with a guitar who's mildly insane, and that basically sums up a lot, a lot, a, a surprising amount of folk punk. Really but you is. are, you are right. It is very, it is very like politically charged. You know, it's very much known for being extremely left wing, progressive. Uh, a lot of talk about uh, queer rights, you know, anti fascism, mm-hmm. etc. Especially in the community as well, the greater sort of scene, definitely. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to start off with a song from the people who are considered to be. One of the pioneers, especially in US folk, uh, folk poem music, and that's from the Violent Femmes, and this is called Please Do Not Go. Lovely girl Costing me a shame in all the world 
like another guy I fall down dead, she never see the tears I cry I said, please, please, please do not go Please, please, please do not go Do not go by the violent femmes, and we would just say it doesn't sound 80s at all. Like it's really well produced and like very in-your-face vocals. Mm, definitely, like I mean, you know, when you think 80s, you think a lot of kind of heavily heavy production, lots of synths, a lot of you know, kind of in-your-face sort of stuff. Because this was a lot more laid back and stripped down almost, which which yeah, it gives it an almost like timeless feel. Yeah, definitely. So the next one, when we travel to the UK, is that right? We are indeed. So around the same time, actually, as this band were formed, um, 
the Pogues were, um, you know, picking up a lot of steam in England. And, you know, you may all know them for their uh, infamous Christmas hit, Fairy Tale of New York. But they're also actually responsible for bringing over Celtic folk uh, and punk influences to the UK scene. Uh, so, you know, compared to that, which was uh, sort of the American start of folk punk, uh, we have um, this, which is a lot more folk influence almost. Um, and you'll see what I'm talking about in a second. You can al- and you can almost see from here how the two kind of um, countries sort of branch off from each other in, uh, in how they do uh, the combination of folk and punk. So, yeah, so this is If I Should Fall From Grace From God by The Pokes. As you can um, as you can see, Lewis, that was very much like a kind of a lot more Celtic and folk influence, uh, and this actually later branches off into um, into a, a, a almost Celtic folk in its own in its own right as a genre, uh, which I'll you know I'll talk about some more later with uh, bands like the uh, the Dropkick Murphys. But uh, what do you think about that one? Do you see what you see what I'm talking about? When I say there's a, a difference between uh, uh, yeah, there's definitely a clear distinction between the two countries and their approach to it. Um, and we were just looking at the album cover from the Pogues and it's just full of the guys just holding their instruments. So there's so many, you know, your banjos, accordions. So it's definitely, comparing it to the last song, it's definitely a step forward from just the classic kind of acoustic guitar and vocals towards a very, um, I'd say it's like a fun orchestra because, you know, it's very like jolly and, you know, you can imagine people like dancing to it like years ago, but... And his vocal delivery is definitely very, 
distinctive as well. It reminds you of the Christmas song, but yeah, I, I, I very much enjoyed that. That was really good. I will say, yeah, you see that kind of, um, that sort of almost chaoticness that kind of definitely, uh, you know, definitely finds itself in uh, modern folk punk, uh, as you'll see later. Um, but, you know, speaking of uh, earlier, we were saying it's very uh, politically charged, uh, very, you know, anarchistic genre. I think you've uh, you've got some stuff you said was very, um, very politically charged, very anarchistic. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a challenge finding one that isn't incredibly polarising in its views and stuff, but I, I think I've managed it. So uh, there's this band called Against Me, and uh, they're very, as we'll see, the vocals are very expressive, obviously, and it's very, uh, the album is very politically charged, but in almost aggressively so. But this one is less so, because, you know, we don't really like enforcing those kind of political views here. But um, yeah, so this song is called Pints of Guinness Make You Strong by Against Me. of Guinness Make You Strong by Against Me. A very kind of, I say the drums are very distinctive on that one because it's like a, it's like a, a march almost, you know, following the politicized theme. But uh, yeah, we were just talking about how the, um, 
the label folk punk is very diverse and there exists so many different micro genres within it and they lead to different paths. I'm sure there's some complicated mind map or diagram that someone has taken the time to make that connects everything together. But uh, there are so many, there's things like murder folk is one, which is pretty extreme. There's also a subgenre that exists on Last FM, which is like a streaming uh, recording site. And uh, it's exclusively called They Mention Cigarettes. This is not just every folk punk song. <laughs> there you go, exactly. So I'm pretty sure AJJ has a song literally just titled Cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I mean, it pretty much sums it up. But um, yeah, so one thing that's interesting is the connection of folk punk to Midwest emo, which is a very, it's more... Um, I'd say indie folk inspired, but it's still very expressive with its uh, performances and its instrumentation. But uh, this one is called It's Not What You Think It Is by Brave Little Abacus.
was It's Not What You Think It Is by Brave Little Abacus. Very yeah, expressive and almost like shoegazy at points towards the end, you know, very loud instruments, but at the same time, keeping that level of uh, simplicity to it. They kind of, you can easily determine the instruments and, you know, what's playing at what time. So, yeah. So, do you want to have a chat about Midwest Emo and like the connections? I mean, I will say, I definitely, I definitely think that falls on the side of um, Midwest and Emo compared mm -hmm. to folk punk. Uh, and I think we should definitely we should do an episode of this on a Midwestern email because in its own right it is a very um, interesting genre. But yeah, there is a lot of um, a lot of tie over between folk punk and Midwestern emo, especially because nowadays uh, the, some of the biggest folk punk scenes are in like the Midwest of America, you know, like sort of Arizona, etc. Those kind of areas. And um, and yeah, there is there is a lot of debate. And to be honest, my opinion is who really cares, you know. You don't, if you're going to spend hours of time trying to categorize a song into a genre, that kind of defeats the point. You know, if you, you, you've got to listen to what the artist wants it to be and you've got to listen to what the song is itself. It doesn't have to get into semantics about it, personally. Yeah, that's the spirit of folk punk as well. You know, mm -hmm. Not to be categorized or boxed into a corner, that kind of thing. Exactly. You know, standing up against the oppression. Uh, speaking of the uh, Midwestern emo or folk punk debate, uh, one of uh, my next song here is actually from one of the uh, the front running bands in that debate. Uh, a lot of people argue that they're Midwestern emo. A lot of people argue they're folk punk. I personally think they're folk punk. Um, but this is the front bottoms with be nice. shoulders collarbones begin to crack there is very little left of me and it's never coming back there are certain things you ask of me and there are certain things i lack the beginning we were winning but now i'm just making up facts what's it matter anymore if you believe the lies i tell there's no meaning to the words but we still sing these songs well if we all left it alone sure it'll work itself out fine we keep playing with the numbers we are I'm your best friend Think it's unfair Your situation You say I'm changing Sorry I didn't know I'd stay the same Could we talk about this lady Your voice is driving me Driving me insane Well I try to write you poems But the words they don't make sense My hand tries to grip the pencil But the fingers are but my eyes won't seem to wet And I'd love to tell you stories But I can't remember how they went Your flashlight in a dark room For the loneliest blackout You were all that we had left After it all was filtered out Turn you on in a dark room Right before we both pass out Turn you on when I need you But the batteries ran out They ran out And you're a werewolf And I'm a full moon No, you're very worst Enemies will be gone soon I think you're changing Don't worry, you don't gotta stay the same Could we talk about this lady? Your voice is driving me Driving me insane Driving me insane Driving me insane 
but yeah, that was Be Nice to Me by the Front Balloons. Lewis, what do you think? Midwestern emo or fog punk? It's interesting. I think it's definitely more towards folk punk than the last one, than the Brave Little Abacus song. Because um, there's the kind of super fast like, guitar chord changes that's so distinctive of folk punk. But at the same time, we were talking about the, the vocal delivery that's typical of Midwest emo, the kind of uh, screechy, like, high-pitched voice that kind of uh, sits above everything else. And that was still there. So I do think that it does sit somewhere in the middle, as annoying as that answer is. <laughs> no, cheap, cheap. That's a cop out. No. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do see what you mean. Yeah, I agree that there shouldn't be like distinctive categorization, it, but it definitely sits in that field. There you go. Very democratic answer. <laughs> there you go. Um, and actually, speaking sort of crossing fields, crossing genres, uh, one of the interesting things about folk punk is it is at heart punk, you know, mm -hmm. and it, that's those things we recognise in punk. Um, and so I think a good example of this would be in my uh, next song, which is Distance by AJJ. I, I had to get an AJJ one in here, and there it is. <laughs> Was Distance by AJJ. Uh, Lewis, I finally forced you to listen to AJJ. What do you think? <laughs> it's about time, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Because <laughs> when I was going through Spotify, it turns out I'd already liked the um, People Who Can Eat People album. So I must have encountered them at some point. But uh, yeah, I really like that song. It's um, very high energy and chaotic, but at the same time, really clearly structured and like dense. And, you know, I really liked it. And obviously these are your best friends. So it's nice to pay tribute to them. <laughs> exactly. I was, uh, I was lucky enough to be able to interview these guys, actually, in my first, uh, first few weeks here at Raw. Um, but yeah, so that is much a much more punky kind of version um, that compared to some of the other stuff we've been playing today. But at the same time, it has that, you know, chaotic energy that we talked about with the Pogues earlier on. Mm. And uh, you'll, you'll see later in my, my next set of songs. But, um, but for now, yeah, Lewis, what have, you, uh, what have you got for us? So this next one is very, I'd call it organic. It's, it's actually doesn't have very many vocals. It's pretty minimal in that respect. But if anyone has ever listened to something like the microphones, um, with a very kind of textural and uh, very uh, invasive way of like production with like noises and vocals and everything. This is very reminiscent of it. So uh, this song is called We Will All Stop Growing by Wood Spider.
that was Will You All Stop Growing by Wood Spider. A very much like a nod to genres like slowcore. That's one that kind of repeated in my head a lot. But um, yeah, the more I listen to that song, the more I am reminded of the glow part too. Because it's like, it's the horns and also like the structure of the song slowing down to be like really quiet with the guitar strumming. And then just all of a sudden, like a huge fanfare of guitar noises and random strumming and kind of textural noise so what did you think of it i think yeah it was really interesting to me because i've never really seen like that kind of side of folk punk you know and it was it, it showed you learn new things every day because i i do i do see what you mean with the glow comparison and like the microphones comparison because it is a very that, that bit in the middle where there was sort of the the lyrics going over this kind of crescendoing instrumental really made me think, yeah, I, I see exactly what you mean. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very interesting. And um, I think we are going to go in a bit of a different direction now um, because I've, I've got a few songs from my, uh, my personal favourite type of folk punk, which is basically a, a man with a guitar goes insane and screams for two minutes and 30 seconds. That is the classic type. You know, there's no argument to it. That is what the genre is. <laughs> it's what it was made for. Was. It's, you know, as, as I said, the sort of chaoticness of the Pogue stuff, you can see how that's just very much gone completely further. Um, and this one is from an actual bit of a, a bit of a famous name in the, uh, the folk punk community. Uh, so the band is Ramshackle Glory, uh, but it was founded by uh, Pat the Bunny, who was a very big, um, very big in the American folk punk scene. But yeah, so here we go. This is Your Heart is a Muscle the Size of Your Fist by Ramshackle Glory. A quick trigger warning, by the way, this song does contain mentions of suicide. Show me nothing but kindness She would say I know how sad you get And some days I still get that way But it gets better It gets better It gets better Sweetie, it gets better, I promise you And she'd tell me, she'd tell me she'd Your heart is a muscle The size of your fist Keep on loving Keep on fighting And hold on And hold on
Your Heart is a Muscle the Size of Your Fist by uh, Ramshackle Glory, one of the uh, most famous names in pop-punk, uh, Pat, uh, pop-punk? <laughs> Fuck-punk? Uh, Pat the Bunny. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, God, we're, we're never doing a pop-punk episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, what are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts, Liz? I, I really liked it. It's probably one of the most um, emotionally stimulating ones we've played so far. It's pretty, mm. there's this comment on the YouTube video it says this song makes me happy and feel like crying at the same time, which we both thought was pretty accurate. There are some pretty devastating topics in the song that's kind of cleverly disguised by the happy instrumental and like the fast-paced lyrics. But that's kind of the power of like, folk music, though, because it, it allows people to get things off their chest, you know, and in, in some kind of form that is really expressive and therapeutic as well in that respect. Definitely. Like there's a lot of, there is a lot of, um, of folk punk music that is almost musical therapy. You know, there's a lot, of, yeah. a lot of, what I've sort of seen as a kind of recurring theme and you might pick it up, <clears throat> sorry, you might pick it up listening to these as well is there's a lot of storytelling, you know, it gets, it, it gets very personal and it's a lot of, especially in the American, like um, American folk punk scene, there's very much a lot of storytelling, a lot of very personal aspects to the songs. And actually speaking of the American folk punk scene, um, it's sort of a recurring theme between episodes. There's always a record label. There's always a massive record label. Uh, And unfortunately, the biggest one in folk punk uh, in America, Planet X Records, uh, had a a huge scandal um, recently in 2016, which has sort of led to the kind of decline of the folk punk scene uh, with the the runner and founder, uh, Chris Clavin, being uh, exposed and uh, accused of um, sexual assault. And I don't, I don't mention this just to be a downer. Um, I do, I do like to mention it because, sadly, in the music industry, a lot of the times this stuff happens. The person is protected. They are, you know, they're sort of they're hidden, and they still manage to be successful. Um, and what I thought was interesting was this man was immediately, you know, sort of ousted, kicked from kicked from the label, refused to to work with by many bands, including AJJ and Pat the Bunny, the artists we've just been listening to here. And I, I just thought that was an interesting sort of show that folk punk actually backs up its words with actions, you know? There's all this all this talk about anarchism and kind of, um, you know, queer rights, stepping up for uh, stepping up for women and, uh, and, you know, 
and oppression, and they actually follow through on that. So that's why I, I was quite, you know, impressed by that. Yeah, yeah, it's super important. I mean, an example that comes to mind of something that was incredibly poorly dealt with was the whole Marilyn Manson case and how hidden that was for ages, like you were saying. So it's great that like an, a genre that is so honest and so open about emotions, like you say, actually follows through and protects the people that are you know, involved in it. So yeah, I think that was a really important thing to mention. We've just been listening to um, Ramshackle Glory, another great example of, you know, the absolute chaos. And I have another one here, which is, it almost sounds like a man slowly breaking down, but with a guitar in his hand. <laughs> and this is Going to Georgia by the Mountain Goat. going to Georgia by the Mountain Goats. Uh, as you said, Lewis, sort of quintessential folk punk, you know. Um, I think I saw, a, I saw a meme about folk punk recently, which was, a, you know, saying it's a combination between people who can't play guitar and people who can't sing. And I think that is kind of what I like so much about it, you know. It's, it's, it's perfect in its imperfection, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the very, like, DIY spirit. It's almost like you have to have a low budget to make proper folk punks. Hmm, exactly, like as well as being like a you know an anarchistic political genre, it is also very DIY. You know, a lot of a lot of folk punk shows you have house shows and uh, you know discarded venue shows, which very much the spirit of the DIY scene. Yeah, exactly. So people who can't afford microphones or something, they just scream louder. That's kind of the spirit of folk punk. <laughs> 
So uh, next up, we have one that's kind of taking it in a more modern approach. And also, I think this is probably the first female vocalist we've heard. So this is good. This is a bit of sincere engineer with their song, Ghosts in the Graveyard. There's plenty of fish in this graveyard. There's plenty of ghosts in the sea. Now I'm sinking quickly with this concrete heart I'm yelling, you can't catch me, you can't catch me No, you can't catch me, you can't catch me And I said, these are the thoughts that I got swimming in my head And I said, these are the ones that take control and make me wish I was dead And I said, maybe this is what it's all about Spend the whole time trying to figure it out There's too many friends in this graveyard Swimming with the fish six feet deep Buried at sea They say it's a game that you gotta play Before you fall apart They're yelling, you can't catch me You can't catch me No, you can't catch me You can't catch me I said, these are the thoughts that I got swimming in my head And I said, these are the ones that take control and make me wish I was dead And I said, maybe this is what it's all about The world hands your life, spend the whole time trying to figure it So that was Ghosts in the Graveyard by Sincere Engineer. Again, like a really fiery, spirited song. And like we were just saying, the deliberate approach to having like a cheap sound, you know, just the guitar and vocals. Because you can tell it's on purpose because throughout there's a huge mix of kind of um, using those layered vocals as like a, a refrain. So, you know, they obviously have the capability but they've chosen to stick to their roots which i find pretty beautiful definitely and i i think as you're saying this is actually the first female um vocalist we've heard today mm. which you know unfortunately um it is sort of a sad fact that punk in general is very um male dominated and thankfully you know today that is changing um with a lot more inclusion uh but unfortunately that does you know extend to folk punk uh even as an inclusive genre it is it does still suffer from the same you know pitfalls of the music industry um but yeah we are one of the uh, best things I think about folk punk, though, uh, regardless of uh, regardless of that, is it, it comes under a certain genre which I like to call uh, going slightly manic at three a.m. and screaming songs out loud in your room. 
Um, and I think that kind of genre of songs just really just scratch your brain. I always say that, but I don't know how else to describe it. Just, yeah. um, but this uh, this next one is a perfect example of that. It is uh, featured in many people's manic playlists, uh, myself included. And uh, this is uh, No Children by The Mountain Goats. The following contains strong language. on trying to save us I hope we come up with a fail-safe plot to piss off the dumb few that forgave us I hope the fences we mended fall down beneath their own weight and I hope we hang on past the last exit I hope it's already too late and I hope the junkyard a few blocks from here someday burns down and I hope the rising black smoke carries me far away and I never come back No Children by the Mountain Goats, a perfect example of uh, manic fog punk. Uh, and I think our next song also encapsulates that perfectly. Uh, this is one of my favourite po- uh, folk punk songs personally as well. And this is Terrifier by AJJ.
the building, but the beauty had riddled me. I tried to talk to the waiter, but the beauty gentled me. I ran away from the security guard because security guards disheartened me. I said goodbye to my dignity. AJJ, personally one of my favourite folk punk songs of all time. Lewis, what did you think? And don't, no pressure because I just said it was my favourite. <laughs> Absolutely awful. <Not> really. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> um, I really loved it. Like the guitar solo, that was pretty unexpected, but a very nice welcome. The weird thing was the vocals reminded me of Jamie Stewart from Shoo Shoo in terms of like the wobbliness and kind of like how he kind of falsettos his voice and everything. I really like that. So uh, this is unfortunately the end of our show. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to this complicated, confusing mesh of uh, genres that is folk punk. It was great to be able to chat with you guys about and, um, you know, hopefully you can go out and... Um you know, pick up a banjo, don't take any singing lessons and make your own folk pop album. You know, that's all you need. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.